Matt. Welcome to Carolina. Thanks for taking the ride with me. Absolutely. Thanks for having so, me. How do you pronounce your last name? And how uh, often does it get mispronounced? It's Paradis. And uh, almost every time. What do people, what do people say? Uh, I mean, I've heard it all. Paradis, uh, Paradis, Paradise, Paradise. Paradise. Par yeah. Right, and there's bad Paradise puns that I've been hearing oh, over yeah. the last couple of years. <laughs> Episode 3 of the Mail Mix Podcast. This is a Carolina Panthers podcast hosted by a couple of guys who spend way too much time talking and thinking about Panthers football. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we will recap the Panthers' first preseason game, go over some NFL head coaches on the hot seat, discuss some weird NFL news, and finally, we'll preview the Panthers-Bills game coming up Thursday night. That intro was from Cart Talk with Bill Voth with Matt Paradis, not Paradise. And I will continue to call him Paradise because it's a much cooler name. Mm. Mm. And he did say that some of his coaches, you know, called him Paradise. So I feel like I'm sort of a podcast coach. If our own line is really great this year, we'll call him Paradise Island. It's too but, good not to use. Yeah, but really. other than that, it's Paradise. Okay, well, you know, Paradise, Paradise, he did not play week one of the preseason nope but greg little did greg little did play greg little looked good um let's go ahead and talk about the preseason game overall none of our starters really played yeah that was a good thing um we are overall the panthers really looked good to this week they did you know i thought we had some positions that looked a little better than others um if you want we can kind of talk about you know some of the positions that certainly we're having battles with right now um, QB, we'll kind of start there. I didn't really see much to separate Kyle Allen or Will Greer. Um, personally, I thought Tyler Haneke, Taylor Haneke looked pretty bad. Yeah, they only completed 20 out of 36, which isn't bad, but they're only for 173 yards, and one touchdown, and one interception combined. Yeah, and it was a vanilla game plan. Yeah. You know, they're, they're playing behind a second string offensive line, second, third, fourth string offensive yeah. line. Um, and none of our skill player starters were out there, but, um, I was hoping to see a little bit of separation from one of them, at least. Yeah. You know, take Kyle the reins in. Right. I mean, Kyle Allen had the higher QB rating, but Will Greer got in the end zone. And... Will Greer started off shaky through yeah, that interception, looked... um, through a couple of passes into the dirt. But I think coming back in the second half, he seemed to calm down a bit. He did throw the touchdown. Um, he had a nice long run, which I was a little surprised with looking at his college stats. He didn't look like he ran much. No, but he had a little burst there that I was kind of surprised. He yep. was like 20 yards. I was like, 20 okay. Yards. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll take that. Yeah. So, you know, if I had to guess, um, I don't even know. I, I can't even guess right now because I think Kyle Allen probably looked more poised, but Will Greer maybe showed a bit of a higher ceiling. So yeah, he, he's showed a lot more poise when he got knocked on his butt by Roquan Smith. <laughs> That's another thing. The Bears, you know, they were th throwing some of their starters out there. Trubisky started, Roquan Smith started. You know, if you, I didn't see Khalil Mack out there, but I wouldn't have expected it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, going against their first string, I thought we held our own. Yeah, and David Montgomery was out there 
almost the whole first half because he was projected as a starter. Right. He looked pretty good. There was a couple plays where we got the best of him, but I mean, he was going against our second and third string team. So. Right. I thought the three four defense looked pretty good. You know, as the the trial again, it's it's we're not showing all our tricks. We're probably not showing any tricks in that first preseason game. It's just the base package and players making plays. But I did think that Montgomery. He had a couple of nice runs, but overall, I didn't think they burned us too bad. No. There was one long pass um, from Colt McCoy, but Colt McCoy, is a he's a professional quarterback. You know, he's started games for multiple teams in the league. So, um, overall, I thought the defense looked really good. You know, who stood out to you on defense? On defense, Brian Burns. Obviously, Spider Burns is out there. First round pick, he looks amazing. He, he looked great, and he only played 10 snaps, had two sacks, <laughs> um, looked great doing it. He's a huge guy. I didn't realize how big he was until I saw him get up from one of those sacks and stood behind a couple or beside a couple other players, and they were tiny compared to him. That is a big dude. Yeah, he he's thin, but he's big. He Tall, big. he can probably knock down the pass, and he has a great sack celebrations. <laughs> Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man. He said he has a lot more in his bag. Wow. So I look, hopefully, I hope, hopefully we see a bunch of them this yeah, year. Yeah, hopefully he'll start having to repeat them halfway through the season. I saw Gerald McCoy was talking about him and said that, you know, he, Gerald McCoy, didn't get his first sack until like the 10th game of the season, and Burns comes out and gets two sacks in the first game of the preseason. It's slightly different. It's a little different, but, a you know. Defensive tackle. I sure, mean, edge sure. rusher. We're not calling him outside linebacker, I don't think. Just an edge mm, rusher. Yeah, I think he's going to play a lot of different you know, places on that defense, which is great because he's a versatile guy. But, man, yeah, he's 6'5". He just looks like a man out there yeah. already. And did you see him go one-on-one against the tackle? Yeah. Where they're out in space, it was a rollout, and he just did this little yep. shimmy and smacked the guy upside guy right the head. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's not making the team. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they were playing their starters in second team, and right. yeah. they have a competition on that tackle spot. So someone's probably going to be looking in that film room thinking, uh-oh. Yeah, well, you know, Burns looked great. Haynes looked really good. He had two sacks, four QB hits. Uh, you know, a couple, uh, five pressures, I think. He looked really good. Yeah, he also had a couple ta- uh, tackle for loss. Yep. He for, he was a forgotten man. We yep. drafted Christian Miller, and everybody was talking about Christian Miller. Well, Marquise Haynes fits this system, and it shows. Christian Miller might have been one of the losers from this game just because of how good Marquise Haynes actually looked. And Brian Burns, yeah. yeah. He's the forgotten man right now. Yeah. But, uh, uh, one bet negative I did see on Marquise Haynes on that touchdown run by Montgomery, he bit down hard on the inside. He didn't con- hit the contain where he was supposed to, and that's where Montgomery scattered out to and got that touchdown. Yeah, but again, our you know our field general Keekley wasn't out there to you know make sure everyone was pointed in the right direction and doing what they needed to do. So I'm okay with them making little mistakes like that. Again, he you know he was hurt. Pretty much all last year, right? Yeah, so, he was a second-year player. Yeah. Hopefully the coaches will just smack him around in the, in the camp and just say, hey, stay on your edge. The other the D-tackles will get him. Yeah, well, this, he looked great. Burns looked great. Um, you know, running backs, let's talk about them. You know, Scarlett didn't play. McCaffrey didn't play. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with any of the running backs. Holyfield 
he scored the touch a couple of touchdowns, one on the ground, one in the air. Um, but honestly, my favorite running back from the game was Bonifant. I yeah. thought he looked really good. He he was the best one who produced. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of screen passes to our running backs. A whole lot of screen passes to our running backs. That was where mo- the majority of running back production came was in the air. I think we had 96 total rushing yards. Um, Artis Payne didn't play that much. Didn't really look great when he played. He had a couple of catches. Um, and he looked good on the receptions. He made a few guys miss. Um, but in terms of running the ball, five carries for eight yards, that's, I mean, that's not impressive. No, it... Holyfield rushed nine times for 26 yards and that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Only averaged 2.9 yards per carry. Cap uh, rushed five times for eight yards, 1.6. Yeah. The only outlier is Reggie Bonavan, who only rushed four times for 23 with a 5.8 yards per carry. Yeah, and he also had four catches for 30 yards. So uh, Bonavan, I thought, looked good. Um, uh, you kind of wonder, though, just me speaking, like, is it our O-line not opening up holes for them? or Well, is again, it guys? again, it is you know our second, third string O-line, so, uh, and with a very vanilla game plan. But, you you know, this is the time when guys like Holyfield, Bonifant have to make plays. They got to make guys miss. You, and... you know who this reminds me of? Except it was a complete opposite. In preseason a few years ago, back in 2015... There's this undrafted running back, and he just lit up the preseason. So bad we had to keep him on the roster. We kept four running backs in 2015. D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, Fozzie Whitaker, and can you name the the guy, the undrafted guy from Morningstar College who busted in? I cannot. Brandon Weger. Oh, I remember him. That camp superstar. I remember him. Yeah. He was active for one game, did nothing. We I got cut the next preseason. And... I believe he works at Aldi. Yeah. Well, um, other than that, I mean, I did have a thought about some wide receiver stuff. Um, Aldrick Robinson started the game, actually played a lot. I don't see how he makes the team. I don't either. He's kind of the same size as Samuel and DJ Moore, he has the same type of skill set, but his his problem has always been catching the ball. He had a drop or two uh, in this game. I mean, he's quick, but I've always liked the guy, but I, I just don't see how he makes the roster. I I feel like we're very deep at wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I agree. Which like, is a, something we haven't been able to say yeah. you know, for most of Cam's tenure here. I mean, is there a clear-cut number one? Probably not. Not at this stage of the mm-hmm. game, but we have a lot of depth. We've got, oh, I can't even think. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Jarius Wright, Chris Hogan, uh, Torrey Tory, Smith. The ageless wonder, Torrey yeah. Smith. We have Terry Godwin. I mean, if we drafted him. I don't see us really cutting him unless he's completely We'll, we'll talk about him in a minute, yeah. And Rashawn Ross. Then you got... Aldrick. Aldrick, and our leading receiver was Andre Levron. Yeah, Andre Levron's kind of reminds me of Mose Frazier from last year. Yeah. You know, camp guy, looked good in a few games, but never, you know, we weren't going to add him to the roster. No, maybe maybe practice squad later on. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Godwin, 
I mean, he looked great on those punt returns. Um, he had a catch as well. I could see if we keep six receivers on the roster, I, I think he's probably the guy that makes that number six spot. Yeah. And especially if he has another preseason game or another big punt return between now and the fourth preseason game. I mean, he's got to make the team. Uh, overall, the special teams were great. Special teams were excellent. Yeah, they actually looked like they could make a difference. Yeah. I mean, that punt return you're talking about with Godwin, it set up that score. He had another punt return, too, that it didn't go for quite as many yards, but he made several guys miss, and you just think, you know, he makes one more guy miss, he could take it all the yeah. way. He he looks really shifty. He's quick. Um, you know, I'd love to see us have a guy like that yeah. returning punts. He had two punt returns, one for 57 yards and the other one for 22. Yeah. Both are outstanding numbers. Oh, yeah. And not only that, we can save Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore from returning kicks to keep them healthy. Right. And he had one reception for 10 yards. So, you know, he produced, uh, of, of everyone, you know, kind of on the team, uh, I thought he was he's one of my top guys uh, that played this week. Um, just kind of looking at my notes here. I mean, Joey Sly, kicker. You know, Gano is battling a little bit of a, an injury right now. But Sly, man, I mean, nailed all of his field goals. Looked good on kickoffs. I mean, could be, you know, I remember a couple of years ago we had Harrison Butker, who we sent to the practice squad, and he immediately got snatched up by the Chiefs. Had a great season. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, if we don't keep Sly around, we can at least get something for him. Yeah, Joey Sly went three for three with including a fifty-five yarder. He's he was a camp leg, so Graham Gano didn't tire out his leg throughout the the camp. What he did in the first preseason game, only first, is he went blip on all the NFL teams' radar in case they have a kicker battle or a kicker that goes down with injuries to bring him in. The Bears, who are across the field from us, that they took notice. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw an article from a Bears fan site where they were just fawning over Joey Sly, <laughs> they, you know, because they had a missed field goal in the game. Yeah, uh, the Bears did. So, uh, you know, not even when we froze the kicker. Right. I don't. I don't think Sly makes the team for us, but it'd be great if we could actually get something for him. You know, a fifth, sixth round pick. I mean, I don't know what you get for an undrafted guy. Probably, but, probably like a six. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a conditional seven, something like that. You don't keep him on the roster, right? No. I'm not crazy to, to say that we have, we're have we not going to keep I mean, him on the roster. It depends on how well he's doing in camp. I mean, he's a cheaper option than Gano if you really want to go that way. And we could probably get a better draft pick for Gano if... That's true. I mean, I guess you could look at maybe trying to trade Gano, but... Um, I don't think it's happening. I'm Gano's Gano. not... He's not too expensive. You know, he's... He's a guy that's won games for us before. I really don't think Rivera would get rid of him, but, um, yeah, Sly looked good. Um, let's see. That's pretty much about all I had to talk about for the game. Uh, I want to talk about one more loser on the game, though. Yeah. Um, Vernon Butler. He he played a lot. Um, the one significant play I remember him in was in the first quarter where he got demolished on the goal line. And well, we had them pinned in their goal line, mm-hmm. and he got blown back, and Montgomery scat- scurried for 11, 12 yards to bring it up at third and one instead of like pinning them deep for a long third down 
We've yeah. seen we've seen a lot from him, a lot of that from him. Yeah, it, <laughs> you know, since he was drafted here. I mean, he, I know he's not that big of a cap hit with two, three million, but you kind of wonder back to you know what we were just talking about. Maybe we can get some capital from him. I mean, I doubt we could get much, but maybe a fifth rounder or something. Maybe. I mean, you know, he was a high draft pick just a few years ago, but they did decline his fifth year option. So this is this is his make or break season. You would think he would want to put in as much work as he could to be great. But um, I didn't hear his name an awful lot, which, you know, for an offensive lineman is a good thing. For a defensive lineman, you want to hear your name being called for doing positive things. And I just didn't. Not maintaining a block and right. getting pushed back is not. And considering what... how much money we put into our defensive line this off season, he could definitely be the odd man out here. Yeah. Although, on a rookie contract, honestly, you know, a we, depth guy, if if they don't need that 2 but, or $3 million in cap space, I mean, why not keep him around? Uh, we got Kyle Love and Brian Cox Jr. look pretty good at the de- defensive tackle spot, too. So, I'm just, you know, you, we've seen that defensive linemen can get hurt. You know, so having a guy who started games, you know, on deep on your bench is not a bad thing to have. Hmm. But, but I, a- it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they got rid of him. And if they could get, you know, a fourth or a fifth round pick for him, then I would be upset if they didn't trade him for that. And you, you're right, but there's only so many spots on that roster. 53. Yeah, I could see him being a guy who gets, you know, he stays on the roster, but he's inactive a lot of weeks. Um, just a depth guy. I could see it. I think if, if they put him on the practice squad, he gets picked up. Um, so you either cut him or you trade him. Another great Gettleman pick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we talked about Mar- Marty Herney last week. You yeah. know, um, Marty Herney's improved that defensive line way better than Gettleman ever did. So, so there was one starter that started this week that I was kind of shocked, but at the same time, I understand. We talked about him last week, Trey Boston. He, he looked decent back there. I didn't fine. see him get targeted. I want to talk about his hair. Okay. Did you see his hair? His flowing locks? His flowing dreadlocks <laughs> that were down to his rear. I could I for the longest time I kept trying to figure out who it was that was playing back there because I couldn't see their number or anything. Jerry, you're so white, number yeah. one. Yes. You know, that's it's beautiful hair. <laughs> He's had that hair for a long time. Obviously. You know. Yeah. I bet you it's like 20, 30 pounds worth of hair. I always, I always thought that if I played, uh, you know, against a defensive guy like that or an offensive guy like that, anybody that had hair that you were trying to either get past or, you know, stop from from getting past you, that I'd just grab onto that hair and yank as hard as I could. I'm surprised that doesn't happen well, more often. This is what I was thinking. I was thinking it's probably like 20 pounds worth of hair back there. Is if he cut a down? majority of a, <laughs> it down, he probably could get another inch or two on his vertical. When I was a kid and I was. Uh, in swim camp, I used to cut my hair as short as possible to and tell tell everyone that I was getting myself aerodynamic, and my <laughs> parents just laughed at me for hours. But but yeah, I, yeah, Trey Boston, he looked fine. I'm I was not surprised that he was out there. In fact, I'm glad he did get out there. He was on the couch, you know, just a couple of weeks ago. So, um, you know, I didn't hear his name called either, which I think for a DB is not a bad thing. But um, yeah, he 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 looked fine. And I expect better, more from him, you know, as the weeks go on, getting more comfortable. He said the defense was a good bit different than when he was here last time, which it's going to be different for everyone since they changed the defense up. But he said that, um, you know, he likes the guys, the veteran guys here, um, and he thinks that we're going to have 
you know, a great defense. So. Yeah. I mean, we our roster is pretty good. Our roster, if you look at it on paper, it's pretty stacked. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, national pundits now kind of coming out saying that we're a sleeper. So I'm I, I'm hearing more national talk about the Panthers. It's it's still kind of quiet, but what I'm hearing is positive. A lot of it. So, um, I don't know. You want to do a couple of you know heroes and zeros for the game? Sure. Who you got for hero? For a hero, obviously, Spider Burns. That's what I'm calling him. And overall, I'm just going to do the special teams. We had a lot of good plays from them and just want to recognize them. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to say for my heroes, uh, Marquise Haynes. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, I thought I think he looked great. And uh, Terry Godwin. You know, you mentioned special teams, but Terry Godwin specifically, um, I think, made a real case to make the roster with how good he looked last night uh what about zeros well i said his name earlier vernon butler yeah vernon butler not great yeah my zero i'm gonna go taylor heineke um i don't think he did anything that put him in higher spot than greer or allen and i just think uh i just don't think he makes the roster i don't either I don't know that he makes an NFL roster. Again. I think the XFL is his next stop. That's true. Not, not trying to be mean. That's true. Uh, you know, that's going to be an option for some of these hey, guys. Garrett Gilbert went to uh, the AFL. Now he's... AAF. AAF, sorry. Yeah. And he, he actually looked pretty good in the AAF. Yeah, now I think he signed on with Cleveland. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they were talking about the XFL as an, a potential option for a lot of these guys that get cut. Um, so we'll see. So we're going to go ahead and go to our first Meow Mix mailbag because we have our first email. It's from someone named Google. They would like us to secure our email. What are your thoughts? Hmm. What was their name again? Google. Google. That's, that's an exotic name. Um, well, that's not really this kind of podcast. Uh, we don't really go over tech news here. But uh, if I was going to put that in football terms, you know, securing your account is it's a lot like protecting your quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a guy like Greg Little, we drafted to, to secure our account. You yeah. know, now how do you spell that name? Google. G O O G L E. Are you sure it's not pronounced Jujul? Like Tom uh, Brady's wife? I don't know. I mean, I could put it in the Google, like, speak and spell and see if it that works. You just said Google again. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, well, keep, that was the joke of yeah. the underlying. Keep those keep those emails coming. Uh, you know, maybe next week we'll have a, a, an email we can talk about that actually pertains to football. But good email, Google. Thank yeah. you for that. And just email any questions or comments to meowmixmailbag at gmail dot com, and we'll read them online. Yeah. Um. Or hit us up at meowmixpodcast on Twitter. You know, you can DM us or just put your questions there um you know i had one more hero that i wanted to talk about um from the game ron rivera yeah s- sitting the starters i think um you know smart smart move uh, i saw a lot of starters playing for a lot of teams and the fact that you know cam wasn't ready yet or didn't feel like he was ready yet if you're not going to play cam go ahead and rest them all and i'm glad he did that yeah 100 percent agree that was a great move by him I mean, I hope to see Cam a little bit and some of the other starters, but 
why risk it right now? There's so many injuries happening. Right, and we'll talk about week two here in a minute, but um, yeah, I'm I'm I was perfectly fine with not seeing any of the starters play week one. Now I did speak of Ron Rivera. Read an article by Will Brinson on CBS Sports about the top ten NFL head coaches on hot seats. Can you guess where Ron Rivera landed? Well, it makes sense that he would be on the list considering that we underperformed last last uh, season. Um, let's see. I, I would say he's probably made top five. Uh, no, he's actually listed at number seven. Number seven. I think that's a little high too. I would put him in top five as well. Yeah, I think we're all understanding that he's on the hot seat. I think Tepper has kind of made it clear that um, you know if the team doesn't go further this year and actually compete, you know, in the playoffs, that uh, some changes are coming. But Ron Rivera. I mean, in my opinion, is one of the best head coaches in the league. Yeah, he's, in my opinion, he's probably around 10, top 10. I I mean, put it, I'd put him even higher than that. The, he gets his guys to go, but it's not consistent enough. It's a winning season, a losing season. That's true. A winning season, a losing And last year, we blamed Cam's arm. Well, why didn't he bang on Marty Herney's door saying, I need a better backup than Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen? Well, I mean, they drafted Will Greer. Yeah, you know, but I so, mean, for last year, our last year was just thrown out the window because of an injury. Well, and and you think about it, the previous year, Cam had had that shoulder surgery, so you're right. You know, they probably should have come in a little more prepared at the backup spot. Um, but I mean, Ron Rivera, you know, yes, he's up and down, but even his down years are seven and nine. Do you, you want know? to go over the list see if t- um, Ron should be below him, them, or yeah? Above let's them? go through the top ten. Okay. Number one, Doug Marone of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That makes sense. They s- severely underperformed last year yeah. after kind of being surprising the year before. Although, I think that surprising year was an outlier myself. I'm, I, I'm not a Jaguars fan. Um, not really a Doug Marone fan. So, yeah. yeah. Him being number one makes sense. Right. Jay Gruden, Washington. Another perfect sense. Like, he's I, been there forever. I don't yeah. even think they've been into the playoffs. Right, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't already been let go. The one year RG3 was there. But how long ago was that? Yeah, that was Kirk a while Kirk Cousins ago. has gone. And... They, can't seem to get that, <laughs> they can't seem to get that quarterback spot right. We'll yeah. see. Uh, I mean, they, they drafted Haskins. Haskins, and he did not look good week one of the preseason either. So, Number three is an NFC South opponent. Love seeing our, op- our opponents on this list. Dan Quinn, Atlanta Falcons. That's a little surprising. I'm su- I'm very surprised he's higher than Rivera. I'm surprised he's a little higher than Rivera. Not surprised he's on here. Uh, they're known for an offensive team. He's a defensive coach, and their defense sucks. Yeah, but they they're pretty fresh off of a Super Bowl appearance a few you know, years a couple, ago, a couple years ago, and they haven't won since. You know, I well, know. I guess two years ago, all three of us made the playoffs. Right. Saints. Yeah, I mean, I guess I give him, you know, maybe a 28.3% chance of getting fired. I think it's a make-or-break season for Dan Quinn and Ron. I think whoever doesn't make the playoffs are gone. 28.3. Did you get that reference? No, I did not. I was was looking at my notes to move on. Somebody out there got that reference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jason Garrett, Dallas Cowboys. It feels like he's kind of a perennial person on this list. Like, I don't know if he has, like, packs of ice in his pants every year, like, where it just cools off. I don't know. That's Talented that would... roster, but 
you know. Can't make things happen. Jerry Jones loves him. Um, Pat Shermer, New York Giants. Yeah. It, that whatever. whole roster looks scary. Yeah. Although Daniel Jones looked really good in his one series. Yeah. That he played. I mean, a perfect passer rating. You know, who know? Maybe maybe people are wrong about him. Quarterback con. As long as he becomes a starter, it's a like a solid starter. Yeah. That's not a wasted pick. It's no. just. Everybody expected him to get drafted lower, so everybody's throwing a temper tantrum. Well, a lot of people thought that he was maybe the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the draft, so we'll see. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Next one, Kyle Shanahan, right above Ron Rivera, 49ers. I'm surprised that's, you know, that's what this is his second year there? Third. Third year there? Okay, well, Jimmy G was hurt all last year. Um, Obviously, they underperformed, but with your star quarterback gone, um, I think they're going to be okay. It'll be interesting. I'm not 100% sure that they're actually... Everybody last year was expecting him to blow up, then Jimmy G's shoulder and stuff like that. But he didn't play good when he was healthy. Well, I mean, I guess. It was only one game, right? Like, he didn't... He didn't I really, it was a couple games. But... Uh, I, th- I think he might have got hurt that second game. But, I mean, he's a good quarterback. I think they're going to be okay. All right. Number seven, Ron Rivera. Uh, number eight, Matt Patricia, Detroit. 100 Percent understand that yep, one. Yep. Uh, nine. Mike Zimmer. A little surprising with how good they did the other year, but they paid Kirk Cousins a lot of money to push them over the edge, and then they slipped off. Yeah, it feels it feels like he and Kirk Cousins' futures are tied together there. And Kirk Cousins does he is this his last year in that contract, or does he have one more? I think it's three years, so I think he has one more. Okay, so I think uh, I could see both of them being gone. If they if they don't produce this year, uh, number ten, I am shocked he put him on the list. Cliff Kingsbury with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, well, another one that who's tied to this quarterback. You know, yeah, it's one year though. I don't believe in firing a coach after one year. Well, the Cardinals did it last year. Yeah, that maybe that's the reasoning is they they're a one and done. They've proven that they're going to do it. Well, they just drafted Murray number one overall. But at, even at, if they go one and fifteen or. Two and fourteen. They're not gonna. Fight. They're not gonna do that again. They're not gonna go one and done again on their head coach. I hope not. I think I mean, that's. I think that's ridiculous. Then you're never gonna get a top tier head coach ever yeah. to come apply in. That that's yeah. I wouldn't have had them him on that list. I would have had Rivera probably fourth. I think on that list. Yeah. I think I'd have him above Dan Quinn. Um, who was the guy right ahead of him? Uh, Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer. No, Kyle Shanahan. Sorry. Shanahan, I'd have had him ahead of Shanahan. I'd have had him ahead of Shanahan. Even Pat Shermer, I give him a little bit more of a pass than. Well, Pat Shermer's got the old QB that you know they're just hanging on to because he's a, fan a legacy favorite. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think fourth or fifth on that list would have made sense. But uh, I think, I mean, I think we're gonna have a great season. And I think Ron's gonna stick around for another five years. Yep. All right, now we're gonna jump into some NFL news around the league. Uh, the Buccaneers 2018 first round pick Vita Villa, defensive tackle, will miss approximately six to eight weeks with an LCL sprain. Yeah, well, that puts him in danger of maybe not even playing the Panthers this year. We we play them week two, we play them week six. Uh, that week six game, you know, that could be a target for him to come back, but that's a London game, so. Do they want him to travel, play in London for his first game back? And then you got to think about practicing too. He's yeah. got he's got to catch up to speed because he's going to miss all of camp too. That's a that's a big loss for them. Um, Bruce Arians' first season, you know, Winston trying to 
prove that he deserves to be there. Um, and they're missing Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah. So that's, I mean. I, that defensive line is falling. Well, I'm glad we play them twice in the first six weeks. I mean, at least, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, may not be back by then and we can get a couple of wins. Yeah. I hope. I mean, even if they're playing, I hope we can get a couple wins against them. That team is not the. Yeah, but, you know, they're always a trendy sleeper pick every year. And now with Bruce Arians, I'm, I'm hearing it again. So. I I like Bruce Arians, but. I do too, but I don't think. Not Jam- in Buccaneers I don't think, Orange. I don't think Jameis Winston is the answer there. Yeah, I don't either. Him and Um, Mariota look like bust. Yeah, well, you know, unfortunate for him, but, uh, you know, for the Panthers, maybe not such a bad thing. Now, this next one I'm going to talk about is not necessarily news, but Adam Gase. Did you see the video of him on the sideline (laughs) before the preseason game? I did. Yeah. Yeah, using smelling salts. I'm using quotation marks because if you've watched that, his introductory press conference... Not sure that's pre- smelling salts. Do you think he was doing smelling salts in quotations before that press conference as well? I think he was doing some sort of smelling salts. That guy, uh, that guy is weird. Like after that whole press conference, you would think he would be on his p's and q's, but no. Like, and they look around too before the smelling salt. Like, hey, is anybody watching? No. You're in the stadium. There's cameras everywhere. It's not the first time that I've seen or heard of a coach doing that, but just added to that weird press conference that he had, it's pretty funny. Yeah, why would you not do that in the locker room before you come out? Right. Or in the do tunnel. Do it in the tunnel. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I'm going to wait till the on the sideline. I don't know. Maybe he was, you know, feeling a little lethargic. Need a little pick-me-up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're moving over to the Oakland Raiders. Oh, always a fun conversation receiver antonio brown said he won't play if he can't wear his old helmet which is currently banned in the nfl yeah banned in the nfl i guess it's an old style helmet um it came out about 10 years ago and it's just no longer certified for safety reasons you know the nfl has a problem with concussions yeah and And they, (laughs) they went ahead and took a step forward tested these helmets and they're like all right these are the helmets that we're no longer going to be using you have two years to get rid of them Right. Two years is up. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they're getting rid of those helmets. I don't know why you don't go to the highest rated one and be like, yeah, I want to, you know, stand up and be able to do everything else when I retire. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he uh, he even went so far as to get that old helmet painted to look like a, a, an Oakland Raiders helmet and brought it to practice and tried to use it in practice. Yeah, it didn't match colors. Supposedly. No, it was just a little off. <laughs> Can I just say, I am so glad Oakland Raiders are on Hard Knocks. I know. And I am hoping they cover this. Like, the whole... Like, I well, want to see the actual fake helmet. You know the Hard Knocks producers are just jumping up and down. Between this <laughs> and the Frostbite thing, like, you know, they're getting content out of this oh, yeah. season. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh's loving it, too. They're like, yes, that's why we got rid of him. Well, he says that he will not play if they do not grant his request to allow him to use that helmet. Do you think that there's any chance that he doesn't play? No. Due to that reason? No. I don't either, but if there was anyone who wouldn't play for that reason, he might be high up on that list. I mean, then he's going to get sued by the Oakland Raiders. And for all that signing moment. Well, he said. I mean, he he's made somewhere close to eighty million dollars just off contracts for his career. I mean, he says that he's fine, and if he never plays another down, he's fine. That could just be posturing, uh, and he may have just said that to get out of Pittsburgh last year. But 
Didn't he um, just sign like a thirty million dollar like signing bonus? It's a lot of money to give up. Yeah, it's a lot of money to give up. My guess would be he plays as well. Hey, Oakland, if I will play receiver for that signing bonus, I'll I will go out there in nineteen twenties headgear if you want me to. <laughs> right. <laughs> <sighs> no. All right. Moving on. Former Panthers cornerback Captain Munnerland signed with the Carolina Panthers of the North, the Buffalo Bills. Panthers North, yep. Um, I always liked Captain Munnerland. I'm glad that he caught on somewhere. It's kind of a little sad that we didn't bring him back last year, but... He he lost a step. He was he giving did. up a lot of big plays. Yeah. There was a reason why Ron wasn't playing him a lot. Yeah, um, but, you know, the captain will always have a place in my heart. You know, he was he's one of my favorite Panthers when he's here, those... Two stints with the Panthers. So. I mean, for what was he a sixth or fifth round pick? I mean, he's lasted a long time. Yeah, I'm, he's carved out a nice little career for himself yeah. for sure. But uh, hey, uh, he'll be here. Yeah, he'll be here this week. Yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday, the Bills come down to prepare for their preseason game. Do a couple of joint practices with the Panthers. So yeah. if you want to go see the captain, go down to Spartanburg. Yeah, they're having a couple joint practices. Looking forward to it. Although the, with the heat, I'm kind of shocked we didn't go out to Buffalo. I know they. Sean, Sean McDermott was talking about how hot it was. You know, it's the real deal. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be a cool week for them. So no, it's. I think I looked at the temperature Wednesday. It's supposed to be 99 degrees. Oh my gosh! With that humidity and spark. Oh yeah, and those guys are used to the 70s up there in Buffalo. So. Uh, that's that's nasty hot. Yeah. That's nasty hot. And going against the Panthers, the Bills have a lot of issues. They they have some serious questions along the O-line. They have a competition for their starting left guard, starting right guard, and starting right tackle. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and, and talk about this preseason game. Um, you know, all, all of our starters should play at least a couple of series, I would think. Um, so, you know, going up against our new 3-4 defense with our, you know, redesigned defensive line should give them a nice test. Yeah, give that O-line a test at least. Hopefully we'll be able to see how good our defensive line could look. Yeah, I mean, if their offensive line is in that much flux, you know, then we should feast. I mean, yeah. we really should. That those I look for those first couple series to be two, three and outs and then get those guys out of there. Yeah, because... Their running back situation is not better. Yeah. I mean, LaShawn McCoy is starting. Yep, LaShawn McCoy starting. And you've got Frank Gore, who has been in the league forever. You know, yeah. High up in the overall uh, running back rushing yard ranks. In the camp, supposedly he's looking better than the rest of the running backs. You know, he always seems to look fine. Yeah. He's Frank Gore. Yeah. He's never going to stop playing football. <laughs> uh, TJ Yeldon's out there, too. TJ Yeldon, yeah. yeah. He kind of fl- washed down in Jacksonville. Um, you know, whatever. He's never shown me anything nah. that nah. made He's, me think he was going to be anything He special. reminds me of Cameron Artis Payne. I'll be honest. I just, I could see Cameron Artis Payne having that type of career where he's just kind of floating around the league. He'll pick up some camp somewhere, maybe make a roster, but never going to do anything. They also have a rookie running back, Devin Singletary, that's in there from Florida Atlantic. We'll kind of see what he has, especially going against our defense. Well, we'll see a lot of those guys. Um, that rugby player, uh, I think he had one rush in the first game for 65 yards and a touchdown. He has a great average. He has a, an excellent average, 65 yards a carry. Pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you know, they've got Josh Allen at, at quarterback. He did not play the first week, so we'll see what he did, what he does. Um, Matt Barkley is their backup. I kind of want to see Tyree Jackson. Uh, he's a lot like Cam, very big, very strong, uh, not polished. I mean, he's Cam a, was a lot more polished coming out of college. He's a project. Yeah, because I wanted us to take a light round flyer on him before we drafted Will Greer. And I was like fifth or sixth round, big yeah. kid out of Buffalo, similar attributes to Cam. Well, surprisingly, Josh Allen also similar attributes to Cam in terms of rushing. Yeah. You know, he had a huge rushing year last year. I did not expect that from him. I didn't expect him to go for almost, what, almost 700 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. Just huge, huge year for him. But, uh, yeah, week, year two of him should be interesting. Um, I mean, it should be, you know, we, we'll get a lot of looks look at these guys between the two practices and the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more more and more, Josh Allen looks a lot like him, and all the things are very similar to him. Big mm-hmm. arm, coming out of college, very athletic, has to work on his accuracy, has to work on his footwork. Right. So, we'll see. Yeah, in terms of the Panthers, you know, I think, I mean, seeing Cam go out there is really what I want to see. Um, I read an article today, and I'm just going to kind of read it here. You know, this is talking about one of the practices. Newton read the coverage, saw a receiver break open, and then babied an intermediate throw instead of really cutting it loose. Uh, Rivera said, you know, because of that, the ball was on the receiver's hip instead of his shoulder. I'm thinking to myself, there's no way he unleashed that because the ball I saw him throw Friday night during Fan Fest, he let that thing go. I just thought for everything he has, he still hasn't gotten 100% confidence in that shoulder yet. So that doesn't make me feel great. No. Um, You know, if there's some sort of mental block from Cam that's not letting him go all the way or maybe that shoulder doesn't feel as good as he's saying it feels um i mean that's our that's our entire year yeah that is all of our year it's resting on cam's shoulder it's do or die yeah um so i'm I'm looking forward to seeing him you know i think the longest throw i've seen him make in camp has gone about 40 to 45 yards in the air yeah so he really hasn't kind of truly unleashed it yet maybe he's worried you know that the same thing is going to happen last year will happen this year and maybe it'll take him to actually really unleash one before he can truly get confidence in that shoulder i mean he did have surgery so it it takes a while i mean i feel i hope we didn't rush him back no but i mean our our entire season does rely on that shoulder being healthy and him being cam of old so luckily the first preseason game is with a friendly face on the other sideline and Sean McDermott. That defense, though, they, they're good. Yeah, they're good. And they'll give them as much as they can because their starters probably won't play more than a couple series, too. So they're going to want to get out there and really you know, prove themselves, show something. Um, but out, you know, outside of Cam, I'm looking forward to seeing DJ Moore and Chris, Curtis Samuel out there. Really hope that Curtis Samuel kind of shows up Maybe a deep pass from Cam, kind of break one off. That would be my dream, is yeah. that he goes deep to either one of those guys, makes a beautiful throw, they make a beautiful catch, and then we get them out of there. And, put, <laughs> and put the NFL on notice right. and just shut everything down. I mean, if that happens, then the conversation, you know, starting next the next week will be about Cam's back. The Panthers are a legitimate contender, and... We'll, we'll see a lot of national coverage on that. But, um, you know, I'm also looking forward to seeing uh, Terry Godwin again. I'd like to see him maybe move up a little bit in the receiver depth chart, get a little 
run at receiver. Yeah, I've heard he's ran, running good routes and catching everything around him. So, yeah, I would like to see him more at, with, well, with a better quarterback. But I'd like to see him running with the twos. Yeah. I'd like to see him running with the twos. Uh, and then, of course, I hope I see a, a nice uh, a couple of nice punt returns again. I think he could probably solidify his spot on the roster this week if he does a couple of good things. Yeah, with a draft pick being used on him, I agree. Yeah. Um, of course, the defense. We're looking forward to seeing the defense again. Um, Burns and Haynes. Let's see if they can repeat what they did week one. With let's a, see. Let's see how Addison does on the outside. Yeah, Addison McCoy. Um, KK is going to be in there. I mean, Luke will play. Do you all think the guys. Luke will play? I think Luke, Luke is, will play. Okay. I think Luke will go out there for a couple series. Yeah. I see Luke and Cam playing the same amount of time. Yeah. You just worry. I... I know. Well, you want to put Luke in a bubble. I do. <laughs> you want those big, like, inflatable bubbles that yeah. you can rent and run around in like a hamster? You want Luke just to be... In the preseason, that's what I want him in. I feel in. like you really don't want Luke to play. In the preseason, no. But you want his production there. In the preseason, I don't care. Luke is a very... Luke is a guy that needs the preparation. He doesn't in the film. He watches. His, room. Yes, but he, you know, he wants to be out there. With I want guys. him in the bubble in the middle of the field. There, okay. He'll run around. <laughs> They'll push him down. Push the bubble around. <laughs> we'll see. I, you know, I think he'll be fine. He'll be out there a couple series. Nobody's gonna go full bore at him. You know, I think uh, he might yeah, go full bore. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. Is he Rivera gonna... will get him out of there before anything happens. Um. Yeah, that's uh, another thing that I'm really curious is to see who the backup is. Who's the second quarterback that goes out there? That's a good point. Is it going to be Kyle Allen again, or will they let Will Greer play I mean, the twos this, this time? From all intents and purposes, Rivera has been saying that they're all equal and you know, time to wrap. So will they give it to Will Greer this week? I'd like to see it. I'd like to see Will Greer go out there with the twos. I'd like to see him maybe even play a series with some of the ones, you know, take out Cam, take out some of our, some of our offensive line, but leave some of the offensive line in there. I'd like to see him go one series with DJ and and uh, Curtis, not McCaffrey, get McCaffrey out of yeah, there too. Definitely get McCaffrey. But um, yeah, I'd like to see Greer out there with the ones just for a series. Yeah. I just want to see it for a series. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing Ian Thomas on that line on yeah. there. Ian Thomas, we didn't we didn't really talk about him from the first game, but he, he had a injured. nice catch. Yeah, but he had a nice catch. Um, looked quick. He did get hurt. He got a little banged up. I think he's okay. Yeah, he practiced. Yeah. So. So he's he's all right. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, anything specific you're looking forward to from week two? Another win. No. Just really, really, our offense, especially our first team offense, moving the ball on this Buffalo defense. This Buffalo defense is really good. Probably top five defense. So I know they're not going to send everything at us, but if we can move the ball, I feel a little bit confident. So Yeah, and they're not going to send everything at us. You're right, but Sean McDermott versus Ron Rivera. You know Sean McDermott wants to he wants to win that ones versus ones matchup. I, get, I often wonder. I know Ron Rivera called the timeout last week mm-hmm. to ice the kicker to help out the <laughs> Do you think Sean and Ron will sit there in an office and be like, okay, this is my battle. Please have them compete. Like, send a blitz this way at this tackle spot to see if he picks it up. Or I think in the preseason it wouldn't surprise me if that happens, especially between 
two coaches that know each other and you know he's part of Ron Rivera's coaching tree now it wouldn't surprise me if so. I, I kind of hope stuff like that does happen I do too honestly because I think it could go both ways you know we've got some position battles we'd like to see when Greg Little's out there I want to see right. a yeah. top tier defensive end you yeah. know bull rush I want I want to see what he can do right you know we didn't we actually didn't even say the Panthers won Oh yeah, preseason game. yeah, one. We didn't, we didn't even mention that, but they did win by ten points. So, one and zero in the preseason. Woo-hoo! The Lions tweeted out that they had a winning record in the preseason for the past like three or four years in a row. I was oh, like, man. who thought to do that? That's dumb. Um, a team that hasn't had a winning record any other place <laughs> in the last few seasons. Like, you know, you're gonna get demolished on the internet for posting that, yeah, right? Their social media team needs a talking to. They, yeah. uh, you know, it's preseason for the social media team, too, I guess. <laughs> um, well, that's about all I've got for this game. Um, you know, final thoughts. We're looking forward to, um, you know, the starters, our first look at the starters. You know, really, that first quarter, you know, as long as we win that first quarter, I don't really care what happens the rest of the game in terms of score. You no. know, I just hope everybody looks good. I hope everybody comes out of the game healthy. Yeah, I hope we can keep up the production from our younger guys, Marquise Haynes and Brian Burns. Maybe we see a little bit more from the backup quarterbacks. Maybe someone finally takes a step ahead and looks solid. Yeah. Whether it be Kyle Allen or Will Greer. I'd like to see Greer. I'd like to see Greer take control of the spot. You know, um, Kyle Allen is he's fine, but Greer's the new guy, and I like the new guy. I want to see him. I want to see a little more from him. He's the fresh, shiny new toy that you want to see. I right. get it. Well, we spent a third-round pick on him. Yeah. You know, we didn't spend anything on Kyle Allen. We didn't spend anything on Tyler Haneke, you know. So I'd like to see that investment from the third-round pick, you know, pan out. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for listening to Meow Mix Podcast. You can follow us at Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast or email any questions or comments to meowmixmailbag at gmail.com. Keep pounding.